So, dear listeners, welcome back to the ASF podcast. My name is Jakob Timothy Stojano Kunda, ASF Fellow 2021 and host of ASF series Insights from the Top. In this series, our goal is to chat and get inspiring insights from well-known and respected Slovenian leaders and entrepreneurs who share with us their thoughts about their core values, lessons learned throughout their careers, and their vision for Slovenia regarding their field of expertise. Um, ASF Podcast is part of ASF for the American Slovenian Education Foundation, an organization that aims to enhance American and Slovenian educational activities and unite Slovenian scholars, students, and entrepreneurs from around the globe. Today we are hosting Mr. Jura Knis, leading figure of the company Devesoft, an international company specializing in measurement instruments, as well as founder of the business accelerator Catapult. Mr. Knis, we are honored to have the opportunity to speak with you today. Yeah, hello and thanks for the invitation. Let's start with the beginnings of your entrepreneurial career. So um, you studied at the Faculty of Mechanical Engineering, graduating in 1996 and completing your PhD in 2002. So my first question would be what drove you in your early years or like how would you describe the contribution of these uh, early years towards your future career? Yeah, I was always working heavily in the industry from the secondary school, also mechanical uh, engineering. And then throughout the university, I was in close contact uh, with the industry. And uh, then uh, my mentor on the new university, uh, he invited me uh, to do first the Master of Science and then the PhD. But he said, I don't want to see you at the university, at the faculty at all. Go around and uh, learn and uh, make the products for the for the industry. So he was also inspiring me uh, uh, very much uh, to go out there and uh, explore the world and already do real work. So uh, Devasoft was created in the year 2000, still at the time when I was doing the PhD. Could you describe the beginnings of the company? So how did you manage to secure enough capital in the beginning and how did the company operate in its early years in general? Um, yeah, I started uh, with my private company and then for two years I was working uh, in the more or less Slovenian industry and then got some contact around Europe in the field of what we were working on and this is the field of uh, tested measurement and in the year 2000 we created uh, Devasoft company as a result of this work and uh, startup capital was really low so we were always uh, bootstrapping uh, we were growing the company organically and uh, never got any bank loan or anything else until today. Devasoft is, to, is nowadays one of the world's leading manufacturers of measuring instruments uh, so what would you point out as in your opinion the company's greatest success or what are you most proud of? Basically uh, from the early beginning we are trying to solve customer problems or challenges and then uh, in this aspect we are try we are helping the most uh, well-known uh, companies in the aerospace uh, automotive uh, industrial industry so our instruments are used in the 
R&D process. So let's say when the Tesla or Mercedes is uh, developing a new vehicle, a new car, uh, our instruments are used to validate if the simulation corresponds to the data which is measured from the prototypes. So being there as an engineer in those research labs, seeing those prototypes, working on them is still today uh, the most rewarding part uh, of our journey. So uh, just a few days ago, for example, European Space Agency concluded the combined test uh, of the new uh, Ariane 6 uh, rocket and uh, more than 800 channels of our instruments are on the launch pad. Uh, we were there personally to in 2021 uh, to assist uh, with setting up the system, making sure that everything works correctly. So after such great uh, success, we are very proud to be a part of uh, such projects. On the other hand, what would you say has been the biggest problem or challenge you have had to face during the company's operation? Um, I think the the biggest issue is always when the company is growing that to find uh, really uh, colleagues uh, which are sharing uh, the same passion, same mentality. So our company is growing rapidly in the last few years and uh, maintaining the culture uh, is a challenge. But the young engineers, uh, the young colleagues uh, which are coming are also full of uh, energy, full of new ideas, and they are uh, also driving force uh, of the company but uh, yeah to have everything to make everything synchronized and to fulfill customer requirements is a challenge considering all the issues we had uh, in the last years with the covid with the crisis of semiconductor with energy issues and so on uh, so touching on that a little bit how how has that could you describe how has these how have these issues affected your company like covid for example yeah, we are practicing employee ownership structure. Uh, so we are inviting every employee after one year to become also the member uh, owner uh, of the company. So we are selling our shares at a very low valuation at the value of capital. And then um, this system works nicely. Every system works nicely when everything is fine. And then you're waiting for the crisis to see if it really works in reality. So when the COVID came, the uh, research and uh, development guys went home for a couple of months only, but the production couldn't. And then we ha we had a meeting and I said, look, we uh, ensured the face masks, masks and all the protection uh, actually from China. At that time, our Chinese colleagues were shipping tho those uh, masks from their internal quotas. But if anybody doesn't feel safe, he or she can stay uh, at home and uh, because this will not be gone in a few days. And then everybody said, you know, what are you talking about? We have orders, we have, uh, we have things, we have promised to the customers, we need to build instruments. And it was really amazing to see how everybody was breathing together and then over the COVID times we grew really at a very high pace so also worldwide it is similar we have 20 companies around the world with some of them we didn't see each other for three four years but they were performing uh, really really great so they were visiting customers at their homes in the pubs in the garages and so on uh, in front of the companies to keep the business running and the customers really appreciate all the support they got through these years and yeah the company has outperformed others at the times 
Yeah, it's really interesting. You also mentioned the semiconductors. Um, so I would ask, like some people talk about chip war between the US and China and so on. Can, can you, has that also affected uh, your company in any way? Uh, yes, of course. We try to be as self-sufficient as possible. So we have TNC machining centers for the chassis. We have pick and place. We have assembly stations. We have the calibration lab. We have quality control. So basically, the only thing what we are buying are the semiconductors. And the crisis of semiconductors, of course, affected us uh, as well. And here, uh, we had quite large stock. So it was not a problem for the first half year to a year. And then... Um, we were really in the trying to do everything what we could to keep the production running. So trying to buy semiconductors from all around the world, again, the sales force helped tremendously. And then also we did redesign of more than uh, 100 PCBs in order to keep delivering the instrument. I'm also quite interested in uh, artificial intelligence, which is changing everyday life as well as entrepreneurship or business in many ways. So how big of a role does it play in your company and where has it had the biggest impact on or where has its effectiveness been most demonstrated? Uh, yeah, artificial intelligence is, uh, I think, one tool uh, similar like internet uh, or social networks. And we need to learn how to use it in a good way. Uh, we are using it already in at several places, uh, expanding the usage. But also we have seen some of the disadvantages. And uh, I think it's important to judge really the quality of the results to have always certain critical mind uh, towards uh, what uh, you get out of the artificial intelligence and uh, use that with great care however it's another great tool great opportunity which uh, will definitely uh, change our lives and uh, it is it is becoming more and more a part uh, of uh, our daily work so davisoft is a global company of course could you uh, briefly describe the company's presence in the world or in which part of the world uh, do you have the most or the most vital clients? Yeah, we have uh, 20 subsidiaries uh, all around the world. Our biggest one is uh, United States of America. There we have more than 50 employees and it uh, was uh, somehow described as the biggest Slovenian investment in United States when we built a new company facility, which yeah tells a little bit about Slovenian economy, but... Uh, <laughs> Um, it is uh, it is uh, really been a great market for us and uh, then in Europe uh, we have uh, more than 10 companies and uh, also in Asia we have our own subsidiaries and normally we divide the world in one third uh, so um, like a little bit more usually is sold in Europe like 40 percent and then a little bit less than one third is uh, sold in uh, Americas and in, in Asia. So we have a fair split uh, between the um, markets geographically and then also customer customers or applications. So another aspect which you also mentioned already is that the company is employee owned. Uh, so I would ask here is what is what do you think is the advantage of this type of ownership or why did you decide to pursue it? And on the other hand, why? What are the perhaps the barriers that don't allow more companies to pursue such a such a course of action? 
our employee uh, ownership uh, structures were implemented in year 2016 where the company was growing at that time uh, we were 40 people worldwide so it was much smaller than to today uh, when we are uh, 400 but then we saw that there is a gap between the management and let's say deployments who does not have the insight into the business and that's why we have uh, opened the books we have started to explain the course of business and it has a very positive effect. Uh, we implemented rewarding system based on the added value of what the company is creating. So it's like a profit share. And then this reward can be either taken as cash or it can be exchanged for the uh, company shares. And uh, this system is uh, has proved to be very successful i would never go back uh, however in slovenia uh, there were really um, quite some bad experiences mostly related to the fact that these systems needs to be designed carefully and uh, they need to be executed 100% spot on. So this knowledge is now pending in Slovenia. There are more and more companies uh, having such employee ownership uh, schemes, but um, we are talking with uh, the government to make that uh, better regulated because now they are, there, there has been even disadvantages so for example when an employee buys the shares of the company they pay more when they sell it back to the same company so to the mother company than if it would be sold to a third party and this is somehow really uh, crippling the employee ownership schemes that was implemented last year and such things are really not good for implementing uh, new models uh, of work in slovenia so i hope that these uh, things will improve uh, in the future yeah that's really interesting your company is based uh, in the Zasawie region of Slovenia um, and we often hear about in different parts of Slovenia about shortages of employees especially those with technical education uh, do you or have you faced uh, such a problem or uh, if and if so how have you dealt with it no uh, Zasawie is really a great uh, region we have uh, more than enough engineers to fulfill all the places we need I'm joking <laughs> uh, the problem with the engineering i think is valid uh, today uh, worldwide uh, with all these improvements in technology with the industry 4.0 with iot with digitalization the demand uh, of the engineering uh, knowledge is really big and zasawia uh, is no exception therefore uh, we are already starting to work with the schools uh, in the primary school then secondary school then we are are expanding the project in the universities and trying to keep all the uh, really the best people in our region. Uh, so in connection to this is how do you ensure that your employees have the right level of knowledge at all times in this fast-paced and ever-changing world? So that's one part and the second part would be do you co cooperate with any with the research sector of like universities or research institutes or something like that? Yes, um, our um, our area of work is quite specific. So um, in universities, the level of uh, education in our field is limited, and therefore the the colleagues needs um, approximately one year that uh, they are able to really contribute to the solutions to the company. 
And that's why we are working extensively with the University in Maribor as well as University in Ljubljana to um, make projects uh, where also the faculties are getting more in contact with uh, our world. So I have to say that uh, a lot of really, really great solutions came out of the cooperation uh, with the universities. You're also the founder of the business accelerator, Catapult. Um, so what was the motivation, let's say, for its creation? And what are, the, in your opinion, the biggest successes you have been able to achieve with it? The, the Catapult was created uh, around 2016, around 2017, uh, where also Devesov started to be um, more powerful. And um, the Saudi region was uh, after the, the independence of Slovenia. It went from the really industrial region to more or less a sleeping area. So a lot of companies went out of the business and then... Uh, also, the people felt into certain personal issues, uh, thinking nothing good will come uh, ever out of the Saudi. Yeah, there might be Devesov, but they were they have fallen uh, from the moon to uh, Terbolia working for NASA. And but then we said, uh, you know, we need to change this, and therefore we bought uh, 2,500 square meter of a place and created Catapult, where all our infrastructure and our knowledge uh, were given out to young ideas to the young companies to create their own future and uh, now after after a few years uh, the catapult uh, was full so now we can't take new members uh, new companies because we just lack of space everybody wants to uh, get more and this is for me a really great achievement that in the small town like Terboli or the Saudi region you can get so many young talents working on so many great ideas and we kind of change the mentality that uh, whenever you have a good idea there is a, there is a bubble there is a place you can come and work on that and there are people which are more than willing to help for the last part of the podcast i would go in a more uh, general direction where do you see uh, the greatest p- potential for further development in your field so in the field of measurement instruments and where do, do you see slovenia as possibly having a potential competitive advantage in this field well we try to expand our business a little bit uh, in uh, many directions so out of the general platforms for data recording uh, we do solutions for power for noise vibration measurements for automotive vehicle dynamics applications and so on and so on but we more and more see the drive that uh, standard data acquisition instruments can be used also as real-time control front ends or real-time control systems so we are trying to with our new instruments to connect those uh, worlds together uh, i think this will be a major drive for the future As far as Slovenia is concerned, I think in the last years, the environment for any kind of business is getting worse in terms of the tax levels for the work or the company. And uh, this is uh, uh, more or less uh, driving away also young companies and uh, startups. And uh, this is a major pity. So we need to change it around. We need to make Slovenia attractive for businesses uh, in the future if you want to be successful yeah so this neatly ties into the last question as well so what would you rec- uh, recommend if you have any specific recommendations uh, to improve entrepreneurial culture and the overall development of uh, business and entrepreneurship in slovenia 
Yes, uh, we have to uh, follow examples of the countries which are going in the positive uh, direction. We can just take our neighbors, Croatia. They are really, really aggressive in uh, reducing the taxes, into attracting uh, digital nomads, in in making an environment very good for uh, starting the business or expanding it. And uh, we really need to follow this uh, if we want to be successful in the future. Slovenia has a great geographical uh, location, it has a great culture, it has a great innovation spirit and um, I believe we or uh, also the young generations, they need to stand up and say we want to have an environment where the entrepreneur is really respected and the entrepreneurship is wanted. So we enjoyed this illuminating conversation very much. Uh, Thank you for agreeing to speak to us and we wish you all the best in the future and that all your aspirations come true. Yo, thank you and I wish you uh, the same and uh, yeah, all the best. Dear listeners, we thank you as well for joining us today and as always, you're kindly invited to tune in to the next episode.